Hi, my name is Allie Mast. If the term mental illness makes you squirm a little bit, you're definitely not alone. But after living with mental illness for over 20 years, I'm proud to help break down those walls of stigma. When I became a mom in 2017, I realized just how desperate the need was to support people, especially moms, in their mental health journey. It's gonna get a little awkward around here, but cultivating change always is. Welcome to The Mentally Ill Mama. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Mentally Ill Mama. I am your host, Allie Mast. This is my seventh episode. And today uh, our episode is titled Surviving a Pandemic When You're Mentally Ill. Uh, Obviously, we're all going through a pandemic and not all of us are mentally ill. Um, But I would say a good amount of us have some either mental illness or struggle with mental health. And so I find this topic to be very interesting and also obviously incredibly relevant. And I'm also super pumped because for the first time ever on my podcast, I have enlisted the help of other people to share their input, uh, which you will hear more about throughout this episode. (sighs) All right, guys, let's let's dive in. In March of this year, every person's life changed overnight in one way or another. Some of us began working remotely. Other people lost their jobs. A lot of us struggled financially. Many felt isolated while others were feeling smothered by the constant family time. Kids began learning at home. And what began as a crisis that birthed unity in the U.S. quickly shifted into harsh divides and feelings of superiority over the, quote, other side, whatever that means for you. But for those of us with mental illness or poor mental health, our inside worlds were rocked just as much as the outside world was. Today, I'm here to not only share my own experiences of surviving a pandemic with mental illnesses, but I'm also stoked to share insight from others who either have a mental illness or struggle with their mental health in some capacity. This is my first time adding other voices to my podcast, and I feel beyond honored that so many people were willing to share their story in hopes of helping others feel understood, as well as offering insight for people that do not struggle with their mental health, or maybe are for the first time during this dumpster fire that we are endearingly calling 2020. As the U.S. started to act due to the severity of the COVID-19 pandemic, I had a lot of feelings. For me, being an introvert with anxiety, OCD, and depression, I was honestly kind of relieved to be told to stay home and also to get to have my husband home too as he transitioned to working from home for what ended up being about a couple of months. But as April came around, I started to notice some symptoms. I had a little fever and a cough, but wrote it off as being too tired. But the next day, my breath became very labored, much like it might sound on this podcast because I get anxious when I record. Uh, I began to spiral, though, as my OCD and anxiety were triggered by the very real possibility of danger. So oftentimes, my anxiety and obsessions are rooted in things that most logical people would deem, quote, not a big deal. But with COVID, this actually was a big deal. I feared most of all that I would possibly get my two-year-old daughter sick. I decided to drive to my nearest hospital where they had a kind of like a drive-in station thing for people who had COVID symptoms. 
Uh, As they got my temperature and asked me some questions, it became clear that I had every major symptom, but due to lack of available tests, I could not be tested since I wasn't so sick that I needed to be admitted to the ER. I was instructed that I needed to self-isolate at home and given information so that I would know when I could return to socializing within my own home. Needless to say, I was incredibly overwhelmed. I am a stay-at-home parent and my husband works full-time, so now I was going to have to be cooped up in our bedroom all alone while my husband worked and had to care for our daughter and had to sleep in our not-so-cozy spare room. Thankfully, his work was incredibly understanding, but it was still a totally unknown situation for us. My symptoms got a little worse, but not frighteningly so. Uh, But a couple days into isolation, I got some happy yet slightly horrifying information that I was pregnant. This was the second month that we had started trying. And after I got sick, I was kind of hoping that I would find out I wasn't pregnant. But I did recover from my sickness, uh, but I lost my pregnancy. I was gutted. I didn't know for sure if I lost my baby to COVID or not, since I didn't even know for sure that I had had it. But regardless, it sucked, like more than anything I've really gone through. I'm still recovering emotionally. And now that it's been several months with no positive tests, the worry creeps in. These are the thoughts in my head. I'll, I'll never get pregnant again. And if I do, I'll just miscarry again. If only I hadn't gone shopping that week. There was nowhere else I went, so how else could I have gotten sick? That was something I really struggled with was this guilt of, I remember this specific shopping trip where maybe I wasn't wasn't as cautious as I should have been, and I actually got pink eye from this place years earlier, so I knew it wasn't clean, and so it's my fault that I went there, and I shouldn't have gone there, and you know, yada, yada, yada. Apart from my own sickness and experience of loss, this year has wreaked havoc on my mental health. I never anticipated that the act of wearing a mask would be politicized. Having lived in a rural town for only six months, politics seemed to be the most important thing to people in my community. And I have struggled really hard with that. I already felt like an outsider before moving to this area, and COVID has shown me that my feelings of being an outsider were not unfounded. I know that God has a reason for me being here, and I have started to make friendships that I'm very thankful for. But I know I need to share my truth, which is that I've never felt this lonely. Yes, I do have close relationship with my husband and my daughter. I do have my in-laws around, and I keep in close contact with my family who lives out of state. But as I spend less time physically around people, and I see my social media bombarded by harsh posts demonizing things that are important to me, I feel an empty pit in my core that I haven't felt in a long time. The area I live in tends to shy away from conversations about mental illness, which has only made my burden feel greater to create this podcast and share my very raw truth. I know that I do not suffer alone, and I want others that feel like they do to realize there are others just like them. Woo. It can be really hard to reflect. This year has been just insane. (laughs) I think at the end of every year, we come into a season of reflection, uh, culturally, individually, whatever. And I've just been thinking about, you know, we still have a few months left in this year, 
but yet I already am feeling that way. And I'm feeling like, what in the world is New Year's Eve 2020 going to feel like? You know, New Year's Eve 2019, I feel like we were so naive, obviously, to what was about to come. And yet we still felt the heaviness for some of us that have had hard years. We felt this heaviness of maybe it was loss or divorce or questioning where we were at in life, you know, like all these different heavy things that people go through in life. And then 2020 entered and now not only was everybody dealing with their own stuff, but now we are collectively dealing with a worldwide pandemic. Like uh, (laughs) I was talking to somebody earlier today about how, you know, I'm only 25 years old and things come up in life that I'm like, oh, I've never had to deal with this before. And I a lot of times will ask my mom or my dad or my sister who's older than me or, you know, just people in my life that have lived more years than I have had more experiences. How do you deal with this? Like, I don't know what to do. And in this situation, if I do that, they say, I don't know either because I've never gone through this. <laughs> and that's was kind of a heavy thing for me as a like a young adult, just kind of feeling this. It made it like scarier because I couldn't just go to someone and, the, and they would be like, oh, don't worry. I've gone through this before. Everything's going to be OK. But all of that to lead into this. I now want us to hear from some of my very brave friends who wanted to share a little bit of how this pandemic has affected either their mental illness or their mental health. You will hear some of them talk about a specific diagnosis and others will not. Some of them will go into very raw detail and some will talk about some more practical issue type things that they've been dealing with. But all of these perspectives, I think, are so... I just, I was so blown away that people would share this with me uh, and also want me to share it with a public audience. I feel like I am often known by my vulnerability and I acknowledge and appreciate that in myself and I appreciate that I was made that way. Um, But oftentimes it has also led me to realize that I'm usually the most vulnerable person in the room and that can be a lonely place to be. So when these people agreed to share such raw things with me, it just overwhelmed me with this, uh, like, a, like I felt community in it, <laughs> even though it was people sending in typed up things or audio clips and we weren't necessarily having these conversations face to face. I still felt this sense of community. And I hope that if they listen to this episode, they feel that as well. And I hope that those of you out there struggling with either a mental illness or with your mental health in some way that you feel community as well as you listen to these clips. This first clip comes from a good friend of mine named Brittany. Hi, I'm Brittany and I have been battling OCD and social anxiety disorder my entire life. So here comes 2020 and I see the, what I imagine to be like half of my brain that I hate because it's OCD and everything that comes with it, what I've been trying to kill, repress, um, just hide from others. Everybody's acting like that side of my brain now. And it's a very, it's a big deal to me because I've been in this closet all of my life, or at least was the first half. And I've been trying to be really honest and open about it from, um, the age of about 17, but 
it's still very hard to say what's going on in your mind when you have an obsessive compulsive mind because either it's tragic and embarrassing and worse beyond that or it's you can't find the words and I find myself in both situations where it's so tragic that I can't find the words um to explain to a quote-unquote normal person so so to see the world acting like me right now um hoarding the Purell and tissues and Clorox and Lysol and all that that's just normal life for me and I feel like I don't have to hide anymore I don't have to hide that part of myself anymore at least and coming from somebody whose mom had it for two months she had it from February to March and then her uncle died two or three months later so I've dealt with it in my family and tried to take care of her and all that I'm afraid still of it going away because this is the first time I think that really anybody has understood, really understood what it's like, at least somewhat, to be in my brain. And I don't no longer feel like an outlier or a freak. And that it is very selfish to say, but that's my personal perspective on it. And it just surprises me every day that I no longer have to hide and I'm afraid for the day I have to go back into hiding. Next, we're going to hear from my friend, Ryan. Since April, with the spread of COVID-19 and the ensuing shutdowns across the United States, I have experienced so many rapid changes towards my mental state with increasing levels of anxiety and stress. As a person who already wrestles with bipolar disorder and constant changes in mood, this has proved to be a season of immense difficulty as well as growth, learning to adapt and seek more intensive treatments than I have in the past just to experience some form of stability. However, I am ultimately grateful for this time as I have learned with each and every day the beauty and mercy of Jesus and my constant need for his provisions. I have learned and experienced more and more that he is just as present, just as loving, and just as sovereign in times of suffering and chaos, just as much as he is in times of laughter and joy. I also had some friends that chose to share by sending me a written submission so that I could read it today on the podcast. This next one comes from my friend Becca. Through COVID-19, things I thought I had dealt with and healed from grew into looming monsters once again. I stopped caring and fell into familiar unhealthy patterns. These, along with the isolation of living alone without community, fed my mental health struggles. It was only through raw expression of my emotions in the silence and forcing myself to rely on some of the religious practices I encourage others in that I made it. Now that life is beginning to return to normal, I see the positive side of that odd lockdown life. I can't ignore the things that resurfaced. The time for pushing things under the rug is over. I made it through COVID-19 intact, but I have to make my health a priority, even in the good times, so that next time something happens, I am ready and equipped to weather the storm and not just survive by the skin of my teeth. My friend Caleb also sent this to me. When I asked him what it was like living through a pandemic with a mental illness, this was his response. Sobering to me. My mental health hit lows I never felt with so much understanding. I must remind myself that life is not going to be like this forever. 
and I can train my brain to enjoy other things. Now we have another audio clip sent in by my good friend, Kim. Heyo, so this is Kim Green. Focusing on my mental health has been life-changing. For real, these words would be non-existent without the support of professionals, vitamins, medication, my people, my mountain bike, warm chocolate chip cookies, and most importantly, my faith. Um, For those that may not know, I totally wrote this down, and now I'm trying to record myself reading my own writing. It's kind of comical. This next part's kind of hard to say out loud, though, so bear with me. Um, (sighs) Within this pandemic, I have lost my dream job, my house, a loved one, and almost my car. Um, In just six months, my entire world seemingly flipped upside down. I mean, it feels like the entire world in general did that, um, but my personal life... Ugh. Um, it's so crazy. By God's grace, I have r- remained grounded. Um, with the exception of what the actual heck is going on, uh, the question that we all ask each other about every hour of every day, most recently. But I did share with Allie that this past week I listened to a message that talked about the Lord being a gardener and tending to his creation. They went on to share that his desire is to prune us for new growth. And did you know, shout out to my sister for this tidbit, that lilac bushes should be trimmed after every season because they only bloom from new growth. Yo, that's crazy! (sighs) Our losses, our defeats, our pain in him, they will all be used for good. These are the days... That was like my favorite saying this whole summer, just watching, just for real, if <laughs> if you only knew. I mean, my counselor knows. Um, virtually, I've been able to meet with her weekly. These are the good old days. Our futures, good old days. But some of them aren't good. And it's okay to need help, and it's still okay to ask for it. This next clip comes from my friend, Megan. So the pandemic was kind of a win-lose situation for my mental health because on the one hand, I really missed my support group. I really missed the people in my life that I go to when I'm really struggling. Um, And so to not be able to have that in an in-person situation was really difficult for me during that time. But also, it was kind of good for my mental health in the fact that I was a lot busier than I should have been before everything was going on. And so up until the point in time where the shutdown happened um, and we all quarantined, I was really stressed out and trying to figure out a way to take some time off, to take some time just to rest and relax. And so the pandemic was actually really nice for me in that because it gave me the time to breathe. So for me, there were some positives and some negatives. I also had a couple of people that wanted to share and also remain anonymous. So here's a submission from one of those people. Part of what's hard about living with something like complex post-traumatic stress disorder and PTSD is that to the brain and the nervous system, the world is already treated as unsafe. Your brain is constantly scanning for threats and constantly triggering what are ultimately false alarms. 
It also registers real potential or active threats in your environment. So, for example, going to the grocery store for me was a significant source of anxiety and sometimes panic before the pandemic. Now my brain is in overdrive, especially when I see or am in forced proximity to people without masks. Not even so much because of a potential exposure threat, though there is that, but more because it feeds my core narrative that I am unsafe because people are unsafe. I get bombarded with these visual affirmations that my core belief that I don't deserve to be protected is in fact, quote, accurate, because my personal experience of people who choose not to or refuse to wear masks is they think it's ridiculous. My brain interprets that as, I am not worth caring about, I am not worth protecting, I am not worth effort, which was the soundtrack of my childhood in the first place. And this isn't about shaming or about politics. This is how I am currently experiencing the world as a person battling mental illness amidst a pandemic. I have one final submission from someone else that chooses to be anonymous. My daughter was born just before COVID became a concern in the U.S. While I read about it in the news, no cases had occurred in America yet, and I was far more concerned about protecting my children from the flu that was very prevalent in our community. I was stressed out by the pressure to take my new baby out in public, to church, to see people, etc., and honestly found the shelter-at-home order to be a comfort and a relief. Finally, no one can pressure me into taking my kids anywhere. I feel like I've been in the minority with being not ready for the community to get back to normal. I wear a mask despite the preferences of my friends and neighbors, and don't go out much still. I try not to go to places where I feel pressured into not wearing a mask, because I honestly believe it's for my community's benefit that I wear mine. As I said before, I am just overwhelmed with um, the amount of people that responded and that wanted to be a part of this podcast episode. I also have people that uh, did not uh, respond, and I I want to make it clear that those people are just as respected and their experience is just as valid. Um, not everybody wants to share their story in a public way, and that's neither right nor wrong. I will say that because I feel that I have been gifted with the gift of vulnerability, that I feel like it is my job to do that. (laughs) And that doesn't mean I have to do that 24-7 or about every important thing in life or non-important thing in life, but I do choose to do it here and I feel called to do that. And I just, again, I want to thank anybody that I reached out to, whether I heard back from you or not, you are important and you matter and I really appreciate you. I want to end today by sharing some things that uh, come from an article that my therapist shared with me uh, as we began living in quarantine earlier this year. Uh, It is written by Dr. Eileen Feliciano. Uh, She is a clinical psychologist at New York State. Here's the first uh, mental health wellness tip. Stick to a routine. Go to sleep and wake up at a reasonable time. Write a schedule that is varied and includes time for work as well as self-care. I don't know about you, but I am definitely struggling with this one. I'm a night owl by nature. It's actually close to 11 at night as I'm recording this, and I still haven't eaten dinner because it's just been a day. Um, So I know that this is something that I am seeking to work at. Here's another one. Reach out to others at least once daily for 30 minutes. Try to do FaceTime, Skype, phone calls, texting. Connect with other people to seek and provide support. Don't forget to do this for your children as well. 
set up virtual playdates with friends daily via FaceTime, Facebook Messenger Kids, Zoom, etc. Your kids miss their friends too. For some of us, um, kids have gone back to school. uh, And for others, we are schooling our children at home. I don't know why I'm saying we. I don't actually have a kid that's in school. But uh, your kid may be getting socialization. Your kid may not be. And I, I think it's an important note to remember that your kids have social needs as well. And they miss their friends if they're not able to see them right now. And also don't forget to do that for yourself, obviously. Okay, here we go. Here's another one. Focus on safety and attachment. We are going to be living for a bit with the unprecedented demand of meeting all work deadlines, possibly homeschooling children, running a sterile household, and making a whole lot of entertainment and confinement. We can get wrapped up in meeting expectations in all domains, but we must remember that these are scary and unpredictable times for children. Focus on strengthening the connection through time spent following their lead, through physical touch, through play, through therapeutic books, and via verbal reassurances that you will be there for them in this time. Another one, lower expectations and practice radical self-acceptance. This idea is connected with the previous one that I read. We are doing too many things in this moment under fear and stress. This does not make a formula for excellence. Instead, give yourself what psychologists call radical self-acceptance, accepting everything about yourself, your current situation, and your life without question, blame, or pushback. You cannot fail at this. There is no roadmap, no precedent for this. And we are all truly doing the best we can in an impossible situation. There are a lot more on this list, but the last one I'm going to leave you with is this. Notice the good in the world, the helpers. There is a lot of scary, negative, and overwhelming information to take in regarding this pandemic. There are also a ton of stories of people sacrificing, donating, and supporting one another in miraculous ways. It is important to counterbalance the heavy information with the hopeful information. And I really hope to be that during this really confusing and scary time of the pandemic, but also just in general. I want to be a helper. And I've gone through a lot of hard things in my life, and I know that most of us have. And I hope that by sharing my story, I can share your burden a little bit. I can alleviate some of that pain. And also, as um, some of the audio clips said, remind you that I believe that your real rest is found in Christ. And I've mentioned before that I am a Christian. Uh, I am not trying to make this a Christian podcast per se, um, but I also want this to be a place where I can speak freely. If you do not believe in that, that is fine. And I'm not here to condemn you or force anything down your throat in any means whatsoever. Um, But speaking from my own personal experience True healing comes when I realize that it can't come from just me. Uh, It has to come from something bigger than me, and I believe that that is God. Guys, I am super proud of this episode. I cannot believe that I got all these people that wanted to be a part of my little podcast. So thanks again to all those that um, sent in audio clips and written things. And for all of you listening out there, I just want you to know that you have my heart. I am sitting at my dining room table. I have my microphone propped up on a box of trash bags to get it at the right angle. And I have big dreams for this podcast. I really do. But as I was putting this episode together, I just was so overwhelmed with realizing that this is not just about me. There are so many stories to tell. 
there are so many people out there, so many people that might feel lonely like I do. And I just, I want you to know that no matter how lonely you feel, you're not alone. There are people out there that care like crazy. I'm going to add some links um, to this podcast episode, resources. If you're struggling and you don't feel like you can keep going, please know that we need you. You matter so much. And you don't matter because of how productive you are, how talented you are, how liked you are by people that you want to be liked by. You matter because you exist. You are a human being, and that alone means you matter. You were created by this perfect being. And because he says so, we matter. And I believe that with my whole heart. I pray love and peace over you. I pray that throughout however long this pandemic lasts, that you are constantly reminded of your worth and your the meaning that you bring to this world. All right, guys. I love you for real. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this episode has just been a, a joy and also heavy to make, honestly. But I really thrive in that that balance between the joy and the heavy. So God bless. Have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to this podcast. That means so freaking much to me. And hopefully to you too. With every episode, my heart is for you. For your growth, connection, education, and of course, your mental health. If listening brought you joy, comfort, or understanding... I would love it if you leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen. You are the bomb.com and don't you forget it. From the mentally ill mama to you, we'll see you next week.